That is Godsmack crying like a bitch on 100.3. The X rocks. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J, 846 in the AM. And uh, coming up on July 13th, along with Disturbed and Megadeth, Godsmack will be performing live at the Idaho Center for Mayhem Fest. And it is an honor and privilege to be on the phone right now with the lead singer of Godsmack, Sully Erna. And how are you, my friend? I'm doing really well. Thank you. You know, Big J and I were just talking. Uh, you a Bruins fan? Is this a good time for you right about now? Amazing. I am a Boston fan period i mean born and raised i've lived there for over 40 years now so yes i mean i remember when i was four when they won the stanley cup last so because i was a massive fan of bobby orr and you know i started skating when i was four years old so yeah i've always been a a big fan of hockey and uh there was a period where i kind of got away from it for a minute and this year sucked me back in and i'm so glad that i kind of followed it this year too because who would have known that this was the year they were going to take it now, uh, Boston fans are, are a bit famous for, for being a little self-deprecating. Were you, were you giving up hope there a little bit toward when they were down 2-0 and then 3-2, or did you think they had it in them? Yeah, what scared me the most was I, I had a feeling it was going to go to Game 7, and I'm just like, man, we haven't been able to beat them in Vancouver yet, and I just felt like we would probably... I didn't know, I didn't want to guess either way, but I had this horrible feeling that it would, you know, we might lose it in Vancouver, um, which, you know, would have been great for the Vancouver audience, and... Um, because they've never had it, but they still don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think that they still would have rioted even though they might have won? Probably. They're idiots. And you know what? And what are you doing? I mean, I know, listen, I've toured through Canada so much, and I understand how extremely huge hockey is there. It's their religion. And so I get it. You know, a lot of people want to stick around for the ceremony anyways and see the Stanley Cup because that's what they live for. But, you know, they didn't win it. But yet they chose to stay in the arena just to boo it. It's like, it's about the most tasteless thing I've ever seen in sports history so far. Yeah, they they didn't handle it very well, to say the least. (laughs) And it's such a great town, too. I mean, it really is a great place. Vancouver is probably one of the nicest cities in in Canada. You know, out of all the places I've seen, they're great people there. They're probably the, the least Canadian out of the real hardcore French kind of Canadian people, but... Um, I was really surprised to see him act like that. I thought it was a pretty disgusting display of uh, whatever. Well, congratulations to you, man. It's got to feel good at least a little bit. Oh, my God. I'm psyched. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. <laughs> amazing. And they play, and you know what? They really did deserve it because they just played a little bit better than Vancouver. And if you really watched that series and you're a fan of either side, there's no way you could say that the Bruins didn't earn that. They played more aggressively. They outscored them. They would. Just, they played better defensively. Uh, they just played better, and they and it, w- it would have been a bummer if they didn't win because they deserved it. They really did. And I expect a Tim Thomas statue in uh, Boston any day now, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guy had laser vision. Awesome. Yeah, all, all good, man. But last decade in Boston has been really fun for us. Is it nice to get to talk uh, about sports sometimes? Because you're a huge sports fan. So, you know, you of probably course. you don't get to talk to rock radio guys that often about sports. Yeah, rock schmuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we, uh, all kidding aside, we are pretty excited for you guys to come through town on the uh, 13th with uh, with Mayhem. Are, are you doing anything special to get psyched up for those uh, those shows, or is it business as usual for you? Well, right now I'm just I'm pretty engulfed in you know finishing up this Avalon tour, so I haven't really had much thought put into the Mayhem thing yet. But you know, like I was telling some other people, Godsmack has been around for long enough now that. We snap into autopilot pretty quick when it comes to these kind of runs. And, uh, you know, we're going to bring it big and heavy as usual in the double drum battle and, you know, play a bunch of the hits and stuff. And, uh, 
And, you know, we, we just plan on taking control of that stage, as we always do. And uh, it'll be fun. It'll be a fun summer. There's some great bands on it. We're friends with most of them. And some of them uh, I haven't seen yet. So it'll be fun to watch, you know, some of the bands that that I also enjoy listening to and uh, see them live. And uh, all in all, yeah, I think it'll be a really a really fun time. You know, we talked to Shannon about the drum thing and how awesome uh, that is to see it and how great of a, a showpiece it is. Um, is. Is that something that you really look forward to doing? Always. Every single show, it's, 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 I, not only is it the highlight of, of the show, it's the highlight of our show. You know, me and Shannon, that's the part of the show we look forward to the most is the drum battle. Yeah, and it's it's an amazing spectacle to see as as a concert goer as well. I mean, it's one of those things where you just you look forward to it every show. It's it's a whole lot of fun, man, for sure. Yeah, it's a good time. You know, uh, let's talk a little bit about Avalon because it's a record that Jay and I both really, really enjoy, and uh, I think that you did something really cool, which is you know sometimes you see guys that decide they want to do solo projects that are part of big, huge bands. They they tend to have something that sounds exactly like what the band would sound like, except uh, you know just uh, none of the other people are involved. You actually did something different, and it seems like. It's really, really working out for you from a creative standpoint. You got to be happy with the end result, right? I'm so overwhelmed with it. It's just amazing. I, you know, I, I didn't looking at hindsight now. It's, uh, it's no wonder it sounds as unique as it does because, you know, this thing kind of very organically built itself. It, you know, I, I found, I, I didn't find, but I knew Lisa, and then you know, I, I had met Niall Gregory, the percussionist from Dead Can Dance, and. Uh, and we all, you know, just started talking about, you know, doing this project. And I kind of told them the vision I was looking to do and something very earthly and primitive and uh, world music-ish, but with a modern edge to it. And we didn't know what it was going to sound like. And, you know, and Lisa knew a guitar player and the guitar player knew a keyboard player. And we met the cello player at a studio session. And But they're all from such such different musical backgrounds that, you know, the, Bul- the cello player is from Bulgaria. She's classically trained. Uh, you know, the, my, my percussionist is from Ireland who's versed in Celtic and Brazilian drumming and all that. And it's no wonder that it sounds so unique, you know. And, and I really am so proud of this record. It's vulnerable. It's very eclectic. It's hypnotic. It's got a great vibe to it. And, you know, it reminds me of stuff not sounding like it, but it reminds me of, like, you know, back in the day when Pink Floyd did Dark Side of the Moon and those kind of records where they just took you on this real musical journey. And that's what we wanted to create here was just trying to catch a vibe and send people down the rabbit hole and have a real, you know, visual and, and, uh, and musical experience. Well, you know, it's Lisa's vocals that really kind of set it apart and give it that haunting vibe as well. Did you know going in you wanted to add female vocals to this project? Oh, yeah, or? without okay. a doubt. Me, Lisa, and Niall were the first three people to start talking about this. And for me, you know, loving bands like Dead Can Dance and Fleetwood Mac and stuff like that, I love the element of the masculine, feminine kind of vocal thing. And um, I, I always have been a huge fan of Stevie Nicks and Lisa Gerard and, and, and females like that that work against male vocalists. And I, I really thought, you know, I would have never put me and Lisa together, but when I used her on Hollow on the Godsmack 4 record, it's then I identified how well our voices work together. And then from there, it was just like, you know, a lot of, a lot of real, pure magic happened when we were writing this record, so... She's so amazing, and she, you know, she can really go anywhere that I would ask her to go. Even though she's a blues singer, she's just she gets it very quickly, and she has that kind of range where she could pretty much sing anything that I would ask of her. You know, we're uh, we're really looking forward, of course, to the uh, to a Godsmack uh, show. But you know, I think uh, myself and Nick would hope that uh, after that's over, that uh, Avalon gets a chance to stop uh, here in Boise because we would really like to uh, to see that for ourselves. 
Brother, you get behind it and support it, and I promise you a show, because this, this run, we had to go East Coast to the Midwest, and then obviously I ran out of time because I have to run Godsmack. Um, but yeah, we're talking about early, late October, early November into December, doing the Midwest to the West Coast, and uh, and I would love to come by, man, and and, uh, and have Avalon, you know, play at one of the theaters there in the neighborhood. For sure. Is it hard for you to plug back into Godsmack after doing the Avalon thing, or is it just two frames of mind for you? It's uh, it's different. You know, it's not hard. It's just it's just getting into two different mindsets. You know, because Godsmack is really just this big machine, animalistic kind of show that goes on. And, and, and Avalon is very different. When you see the Avalon show, it's very different. It's very vibey and, and primitive and all hand drumming. And it's, it's, I don't know, it's just, it's a different kind. It's more seductive, I think, and eclectic. And, and Godsmack is more aggressive and tough and in your face. So it's just a matter of kind of separating the two. And, um, you know, I had to do a couple of Godsmack shows right in the middle, middle of this run. And that was very weird for me. It was fun, <laughs> but... You know, coming from Godsmack, going back to this, it was like, ooh. It's like, it's like doing 150 miles an hour and then someone slamming on the brakes. <laughs> well, uh, it's hard to believe, man, but it's uh, it's been uh, over four years since you guys have been in Boise, so we know uh, we are in for uh, one hell of a show when you come through on July 13th with, uh, with Mayhem. And, uh, Sully, thank you for the time, brother. We'll see you here in a little bit less than a month, man. You travel safe. Thank you. You too. All right, brother. Bye. X Workforce Traffic. There you go. I'm not going anywhere, but he wants me to travel safe. Thank you, Sully.